Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, si, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room we're in right now, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, where we sally forth within torment into the world. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people also. Ron DeSantis declaring war on Disney. Goofy, grab your gun. Wow. Wow. Really? Pluto commanding a tank battalion. Bring it. Of course, those are like characters from the 50s. I suppose I should be going with Mohana and... Uh, or the I don't 40s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mohana and a bunch of other stuff that my kids watch on Disney. Even Aladdin's a throwback, right? <laughs> Crank up the music, Michael. Come on, it's an information party. Woo! Bat-tum-tum-tum. 
So we wondered about this yesterday. Why did Netflix shares fall 35% on Wednesday? Worst day since 2004. The analysis is the end of the pandemic. Everybody kind of decided at the same time with inflation in the economy and the pandemic ending that I'm, I'm not watching Netflix like I was the last two years where I stayed home every single day. I'm out. That's interesting. The, the fact that neither one of us came up with that yesterday. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. That's, that's kind of why I'm mentioning. That's, that's why I thought, oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> the obvious reason. Oh, I, I'm oh, I'm embarrassed. We deserve a slapping. Uh, why don't you email your entry? Tell us what why you deserve to slap us silly, and uh, the winner will get some Armstrong and Getty swag and get to slap the hell out of us. The, the, Have you considered being good at your jobs? There are a, quite a few businesses that profited mightily during the two years of the pandemic. It was great for them. Your WalMarts, your Targets, and your Netflixes. Uh, you know your entertainments that you could do at home. And uh, pandemic is is over. So. I find myself uh, thinking of the uh, the building, uh, remodeling, uh, home improvement industries as well, which reminds me, I've got a really interesting bit of analysis on why the housing market's going to stay screwed up for a while. Uh, so oh, we'll I want to hear News you can use affecting your pocketbook. K- kitchen table issues. Um, Tesla posted a seven-fold increase in their first quarter profit already having had spectacular year after spectacular year after spectacular year, becoming the most valuable car company in the world, as valuable as all the other car companies added together at various times. Sevenfold increase from a year ago's quarter. That's incredible. Wow. The, the other Tesla story we've been discussing is the fact that the woke Twitter left has decided they hate Elon Musk and they hate Tesla yep. and they'll never buy a Tesla. Yeah. So let's keep an eye on how Tesla goes uh, going forward, how it does going forward, and perhaps that will give us a little bit of insight into how significant the left Twitter mob actually is in humanity. Hmm. So you're what you're you're uh, you're guessing that they're not significant, or they have a giant, outsized, inflated presence on social media, the mainstream media, in education, right? That's true. But I think in the rest of the world, they're they're nobody. I did, I did say that in real life, I, I heard a number of people on the left saying, you know, bad mouth and Tesla, and one person who leans right saying, I might have viewed a Tesla because of Elon Musk's politics. Yeah. And I uh, just wonder, for one of the most vi- valuable companies in the world, if that's actually going to catch on. But of the crowd that was talking about uh, bad mouth and Tesla, I'm not sure any of them are in the financial situation where they would buy one, so... Well, and it's not like we do automotive sales analysis a lot no. on this show, but I find myself thinking about when you look at all your brands from Ford to, uh, to, to Chevy to Toyota, Subaru, I mean, all of them, what market share do they each have? It's fairly, it's not a giant number. Um, and so Tesla probably doesn't expect to get more than a single digit percentage, even in, in Elon Musk's wildest dreams, right? And so if you eliminate, say, even half of the population of the United States for political reasons, that leaves half that are probably more enthused about Tesla than they would have been. Yeah, the the only reason I I think it's interesting to talk about is, has that ever happened when the most valuable company in the world or one of the most valuable companies in the world has become a political thing? People buying it or not be for political reasons? When has that ever happened? Because the most valuable companies my whole life were like General Electric, General Motors, you know, that sort of stuff. This is right. not something that anybody had any feelings about whatsoever, politics-wise. 
Well, and, and those corporations were deliberately, carefully apolitical. I mean, they give money behind the scenes and stuff like that, but they would never stick their neck out politically because, you know, that would be crazy. I know I heard a long piece on NPR last night where they had a couple of economists explaining why Tesla stock is not worth what it's worth, which it I don't think it, it probably can't be, although people have been saying that for a long time now, a long right. time. I wish I'd have bought Tesla stock the first time a stockbroker told me it's over. Valued. I really wish I had. I wish I had to put everything I had into Tesla stock at that moment. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, well, we'll have to see how this stuff shakes out. Uh, the but world keeps spinning. Is that where we're headed? Is a world where the the, the companies? You I mean you could look at your look at your top companies, your top five companies? Okay, that's a Republican company, Republican company, Democrat company, Republican company. Is that the way it's going to become? Like every freaking thing else in our lives, every TV show. Uh, uh, I don't want it to become that. Half the bands and musical acts in the world. Yeah. Athletes. Um, I, I would hope the idiocy of that would become clear before too long. But, you know, I, I teased the whole uh, Florida versus Disney thing. Disney came out. Another good example right there. N- not only uh, uh, declaring war on conservatism, they declared it on moderation. They declared war on anybody who thinks a first grader shouldn't be indoctrinated about uh, transgender theory, radical queer theory which is just a horror to all but the most extreme lefties in America. And the mouse lined up with the radicals. Well, maybe we'll see the example of the other side there, because there's a lot of chatter from the right on Twitter about, I'm going to dump my Disney Plus, or I won't be taking my kids to Disney, we'll be going to Six Flags or whatever. We'll see if there's actually enough people to have an effect on that with their boycotts or cancel or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. I hear Minnie has nipple piercings. What? I can't verify it, but Why? it's a radical, radical company. <laughs> I, I get it. They're so radical. They're out there. She has pierced nipples now. <laughs> wow. Jasmine has declared she's non-binary to the shock and horror of uh, Aladdin. Let's <laughs> Certainly the parrot. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On Thursday, April 21st, the year 2022, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action, then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. It was clear she knew the dogs as well as I did. That, that was not, none of that did not come from a dog. <laughs> it just didn't. Oh, jeez. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who chose that for the opening clip? It Would wasn't it? me. On-air meeting. <laughs> it rhymes with Jansen. <laughs> oh, my. I suppose we have to get the, some context. That's from the Johnny Depp trial that Fox inexplicably is airing gavel to gavel every day. And uh, that's from the testimony that gets into the topic of whether or not his ex-wife once mm. soiled the bed. As a shot at him, yes. He was out of town. They were arguing via cell phone or text or something like that. And she actually sent him that uh, earthy editorial, if you will. She had pooed on his side of their marital bed. And what he just, and then that was him describing in his weird, halting, rambling, flat way. Slurry. <laughs> we, we have several dogs, and uh, we, I know so it was mm-hmm. not, a, not a dog. Yeah, I, I could understand why you'd get into this topic as one of his lawyers, though, because if you could solidify, if you pardon the expression, the mm. facts around that, I think everything else 
falls by the wayside. All the other conversations of, you know, was she controlling? Was she like his mother? All these other things that are, you know, I don't know. It's in the eye of the beholder. If she crapped in the bed to make him mad, that's a certain sort of person. That, that well, You are a crazy person. Are you saying all the other evidence can just be flushed? Really? I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think from a legal point of view, <laughs> you're right. On the other hand... Oh, from a jurist one. point of view? If I'm yeah. a jurist and I'm pretty certain <laughs> that she did that, I think, all right. Yeah, she probably did that other stuff that he's claiming. Yeah, maybe. I just... <laughs> the, the New Wait, York that's Post... That's over the top. That is over the top. I can't believe we're talking about this. The New York Post has this morning, uh, today, a, a feature with like all of the photographs that have been admitted into evidence in the trial. It's a it's a civil lawsuit, um, and it's him showing his severed finger and the cigarette burn on his face. It's her showing alleged bruises and red marks where he threw a phone at her. Ooh. It's tipped over furniture. It's clothes thrown downstairs. It's smashed bottles. It's it's obscene messages written to each other on like mirrors and shower stalls. Oh my god! I mean, it's just it's a portrait of chaos and and uh, adolescent emotional outbursts and just two lunatics alcohol and drug abuse probably oh 100 percent, yeah absolutely just the two cuckoos going at each other constantly yeah and how do you decide who's the good guy and who's the villain in that and who did what who did what first i don't know that's that's an ugly situation and an interesting question why fox is airing it well, and again, as a guy who almost went to law school, I've got to remind you that it's purely a question of did she slander him by implying in the Washington Post that he's a wife beater? That's the question before us. The poo is merely uh, an exhibit, Your Honor. Uh, so how does Mailbag look? Oh, it's some of our favorite correspondents really bringing their best. Cool. We need to uh, get to that so we can get to the news of the day. Uh, what's going on in Ukraine? Um, Top-level congressperson on one of the committees that makes these sort of decisions asked, do you think Putin would use nuclear weapons? And I thought the answer was kind of revealing. So we'll have to get to that at some point. Among other things, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How are things going with you? What's your number one issue? What's your number one thing you're paying attention to right now? I'd be kind of interested in that. Mm. Maybe text us, 415-295-KFTC. What's like the, the number one thing you're paying attention to right now? Is it like polls say, the economy, the inflation? Uh, My I, wrist hurts. I check in on the war every day. That's my issue. I got kind of a thumb wrist thing. A thumb wrist thing. Yeah. Did you fall yeah. or it's a tendon. I keep I, don't, I, I got old. <laughs> I keep banging my head in the same spot. That's one of my big issues. I keep hitting my head in the exact same spot and it's starting to really hurt. What, like compulsively? You're beating yourself or, or you or you're walking into things? I leave the cabinet open up there, or I leave the visor down in my car and get in. Always the same spot. And it's starting to really hurt. I might have to become helmet guy. I might have to become a guy who just wears a helmet in his regular life because he's constantly hitting his head. 
You're talking like hockey helmet or something inflatable? <laughs> it's like whatever movie that was where Steve Martin wore an eye patch to keep himself from stabbing himself in the eye with his fork when he ate. I'm like that only with my head. Wow. Wow. That's a sad story. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Can't help it. You Pass. know, I wear a helmet, Jack. It's because I constantly hit my head on things. So I decided I'll just wow. start wearing a helmet all the time. Wow. Don't worry. People won't mock you at all for that. What do you think that'd do for dating? Barry in Thailand passing along a great quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Unlimited power in the hands of limited people always leads to cruelty. Which reminds me of a particular twist in the Russia invasion and attack of Ukraine. Uh, The latest Putin PR move, which is as if it were for eight-year-olds. Just stunningly odd and, and, and dopey sounding. So we'll get to that eventually. Uh, on the topic of racist charts, we brought you a uh, a sign-up, a promotion for a webinar you could take and pay dear money for to be taught how to make charts and graphs that are not racist. They're anti-racist graphs, which is obvious. I mean, this, this scam now has gotten to the point where everybody with a little imagination is getting onto it. I mean, soon, maybe I should do this. How to have an anti-racist closet. Where you hang your clothes can show whether you're a racist or anti-racist. Or the way you arrange your shoes. Or whatever soft-headed suburban white chicks will sign up for. Right. Um, you say you know. plantation owners used to put their suit jackets on one side and their shirts on the other. So. Sure. Please, give me five minutes. I could come up with the whole curriculum. Or... Uh, Is your garden anti-racist? How horticulture proves whether you're on the right side or not. Please, you could bilk these morons for, you know, enough money. You could buy one of those Russian oligarchs yachts with it. Anyway, where was I? Uh, Oh, uh, so uh, Anonymous writes, I'm interested in your story about how to make anti-racist charts. Uh, I Here's some potential insight based on my actual work experience with a government agency. We no longer make maps with red boundaries, because red boundaries on maps look too much like the redlining in the past. What's, we no, what? We, yeah, I know. I know. We no longer use black to represent specific industries on health-based charts, because black reminds people of death, which makes an industry shown in black look particularly evil. We no longer use cartoonish pictures of vehicles with puffs of smoke, stacks of with puffs of smoke, oil wells with drips, displays of oil, etc., because these images make specific industries look like polluters. So they're not allowed to do that. I would not be surprised to learn that using pink for women and blue for men on demographic charts is now frowned upon. Uh, oh, which reminds me, somebody else uh, sent us an email uh, reminding me, I'd seen this, that uh, Apple now has a pregnant man emoji for your iPhone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How many people needed that? Ugh. Wow, you are working too hard, Apple. The pregnant man emoji. To symbolize what? When do you use that? Nice meeting, pregnant man emoji. I don't know. Or you're a transgender man, but you still have all of your female parts, and you're now knocked up. And you want to tell people? Seems a tad narrow, doesn't it? Are we playing golf today? Pregnant man emoji. Well, and Philip sent this along, the the pregnant man emoji, uh, (laughs) side by side with an LOL. It looks remarkably like the pot-bellied Bill Gates. It really does. (laughs) Uh, Then this. uh, Bill Gates could use some shapewear. Uh, Drew the Millennial, really bringing it. Guys, regarding your discussion of the automated payment monthly subscription business model of the modern era, yeah. how we all end up with more subscriptions than we, we remembered and pay and pay, 
It's for your own convenience. Come on. We'll take care of the hassle for you. Grab it right out of your checking account every month. You won't even have to think about it. I'm surprised it took this long to catch on, considering it's been used by one of the most successful corporations of all time since 1967, the friggin' IRS. No doubt. Profiting from our apathy for 55 years. We're doomed. Love the show. Yep. They invented the uh, automatic withdrawal paying system. No kidding. What Putin said about that steel plant. Have you heard this? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you seen the video of the college pitcher blindsiding that base runner who was doing the home run trot? Holy crap. No. Oh, my God. He lays that dude out. What is Lost going on his there? head a little bit. Huh? Jeez, I'd say. I don't know if he was any sort of prospect for anything, but there ain't no coach going to think that guy is somebody who you want on your team. You are unhinged, dude. Wow. Anywho. So, uh, Russia tested an ICBM. That's an intercontinental ballistic missile. Announced it. They they announced it first to our Pentagon before they did it. Which I don't know. I saw that reported yesterday. Is like so. It's not that big a deal. He had to. If he hadn't announced ahead of time, he was testing an ICBM. World War Three would have started two days ago. You realize that? If Russia launched an ICBM without warning, given the saber rattling that's gone on, holy crap! Yes. Yeah, so they announced it. They tested the missile. Then Putin said, eh, "It's just a little, you know, a little reminder of what we can do." Um, and he's made comments about chemical weapons and all that sort of stuff. Is that something we need to be worried about? Jake Tapper asked Representative Mike McCall yesterday on his CNN show. This representative is the uh, Republican leader of the Foreign Relations Committee. Anyway, this is what he had to say. I worry that we could see chemical weapons. Uh, we know they've, they've dropped a lot of really bad stuff, thermobaric bombs into into the Ukraine and other uh, weapons, but if they drop uh, chemical, and if they use short-range tactical nukes, I think it changes uh, this uh, uh, this uh, warfare uh, altogether. In fact, this was an issue we brought up with NATO and Brussels: is how much can we sit back and watch uh, before we react uh, and take action? And I we don't want this to happen, but it would escalate the war. And I I hope he doesn't do this. But as a matter of desperation, we have to be prepared, and we have to have these discussions. So how did you take that? When I heard that, because he was with the president in Brussels a couple weeks ago when they were having those discussions of how we're going to react. I, you know, he's not going to telegraph it or say out loud what our decision is, but I, I take it that he was pushing pretty hard for they use anything like that. It's on. That's just the way I took it. Yeah, it's difficult to say uh, how seriously to take that, because both sides have, for, you know, decent reasons, warned the other uh, in in vague terms, but warned the other, hey, here's our fence, okay, there's our red line, etc., to keep the thing from spiraling out of control. Uh, Call it fair warning. That changes the entire playing field. Okay, what does that mean? You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, because you never know in these situations when a side should be taken literally or seriously. I mean, some of Putin's early saber-rattling 
obviously was not uh, sincere. He was just trying to get us to be as afraid as possible and uh, as inactive as possible. Man, there's a lot of history throughout the world, though, of people rattling their sabers because they're about to stab you with them. Right. Oh, un- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my point. It's not clear at all. Anyway, this is the story of the day, maybe the story of the week. The story of the day yesterday was that steel plant where there are who knows how many fighters, but about a thousand women, children and elderly, many of them wounded to hold up. And the the Russians said surrender by this time or, you know, you're done. And they didn't surrender. So what happened? So uh, this is uh, this story is interesting on a couple of levels. To me, the most interesting part of it is the way Russian politics work and how hard Putin is trying to craft a narrative for the Russian people. Uh, and in this case, I think it is just childlike and ridiculous. And I'll tell you why. So the Putin holds this televised meeting with his cabinet, including old Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu, who uh, was not seen for quite a while as his forces were getting whooped and bogged down and screwing up and the rest of it. Um, and, and he was said to have gone from one of Putin's best buddies and even a possible successor to maybe really, really in the doghouse. And you wouldn't like Putin's doghouse. I noticed, Not a lot of biscuits in there. I noticed in the videos, Putin's back to sitting at a regular-sized table. They got tired of being mocked worldwide for his... 100-foot-long tables where he met with people, or he got the booster shot or something. But anyway, he's back to normal-sized tables. Yeah, the COVID's still uh, going there in Russia, as Mm. uh, last I read. But anyway, so keep in mind now that this is a televised meeting, and they're talking about, you know, a couple of things involved in the special military action. Then Putin says, I believe, with a thoughtful look on his face, that the suggested attack on the industrial zone is not necessary. I order for it to be called off. And old Shoigu says, oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, grand strategist. That is the case when we have to think. That is, we always have to think. But in this case, it's even more important to think of saving lives and health of our soldiers and officers, Putin added. One does not have to climb into these catacombs and crawl there underground around these industrial objects. Shoigu nods appreciatively. Putin says, block this industrial zone in such a way that even a fly could not fly through. And Shoigu replied, yes, yes. I mean, he didn't say it, but an ingenious plan, a wise one. Putin added, offer to all those who still did not lay arms to do it. The Russian side guarantees life and dignified treatment to them in accordance with the corresponding international legal acts. All of the wounded ones will receive qualified medical assistance. Oh, boy. Completion of military action on liberation of Mariupol is a success. Congratulations, he declared. So the conversation is, uh, did he just decide he was going to lose too many soldiers by trying to go in there? Well, given the obviously limited supply of food, water, and medicine, and ammunition in there, I think you'd have to be insane to try to storm that that complex. Just, as he said, cordon it off and wait. Yeah. So that not Which even is a, grim. It is grim. That is grim. Yeah, because there are, if you're just you know, tuning into this topic, uh, said to be 500 to 1,000 civilians, uh, women, children, oldsters, the wounded, the sick, etc., 500 wounded soldiers as well. And, uh, and the description of their state was not good. Their commander said they were essentially rotting because they have no medicine, no antibiotics, mm-hmm. for instance. So grim. 
So, but Putin's at least bogged down for however many days those people can hold out, I guess. He can't withdraw his troops from Mariupol and turn his attention to other directions. So the Ukrainians are accomplishing something by bogging him down, which was the whole thing at the Alamo, really. Right, right. You know, in this day and age where FedEx and Amazon are talking about delivering packages with drones and and we can fire a missile that, you know, takes out one garbage can and, uh, you know, uh, one specific garbage can in somebody's backyard. Or one guy and his uh, his kids getting home from school. If we right, need to. for instance, in Kabul, right, uh, that over-the-horizon capability that Biden spoke about so uh, so proudly. Uh, if we can do that, how the hell can we not get food, uh, clo- uh, medicine, and ammunition to those people? Heave it in there somehow or other. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I haven't heard anybody talk about this at a high level. Why there hasn't been some sort of UN Red Cross something say, okay, we're going to drop food and water there, letting you know ahead of time. Better not shoot the helicopter down because it's just going to fly in there, drop food and water, fly out. Or something. Yeah, or again, some super high speed, low uh, trajectory, low uh, altitude drone. Right. I mean, how much payload could it have? I don't know. But if it had, you know, 50 pounds of penicillin, that would probably do them a hell of a lot of good. I just, I've got to believe there's some way to inject supplies into that because it's four square miles, folks, that complex. And my understanding is the uh, Ukrainians more or less control the perimeter. Um, it's just such a catacomb of of buildings and, and steelworks and ironworks and tunnels. There are tunnels built in the Soviet era, uh, era to withstand bombings. Well, it's four acres. It's hard to even imagine. Well, it's four square miles. Four, right? I'm sorry, four square yeah. miles. Yeah, that's hard to right. even imagine. Right. So it's not like, you know, to uh, cite my previous reference, it's not like we're trying to hit a garbage can. We're trying to hit a town. TMZ is reporting who Sasha Obama's new boyfriend is. Boy, it would suck to be famous. Speaking, oh, yeah. of, speaking of celebrity nonsense, uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, as seen on Fox all day long, we understand they cut away during or before the testimony about her allegedly pooping in the bed. Yes. Yeah, that is my understanding. I don't know if they were just getting to their more prime time-ish shows on the East Coast or what. Or did, did they cut away? I don't or know. did Fox decide the walk-in tub crowd doesn't want to hear about that? <laughs> well, if you've hung with it that long, you can't cut away before the poop and stuff. I mean, you've already traded in your dignity for, you know, voyeuristic ratings. Um, and, and trust me, I know I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Um, uh, because I just I, everything I read about it is just so amazing uh, and crazy. Uh, Look, yes, I'm uh, I'm here to learn about reverse mortgages, not here about some starlet <laughs> defecating in another <laughs> movie star's bed. Uh, a good uh, good friend, Mike the lawyer, actually weighed in with a couple of comments on the uh, trial. Uh, number one being. If Amber Heard can make the jury believe there is anything like violence coming from Johnny Depp's side, anything, throwing something, pushing her, anything, the lawsuit's out the window. He loses. And all the chaos introduced in the, in really? the trial will absolutely, uh, having served on that sort of jury, if you can't figure out what's going on or you think, you know, I don't know if he beat her, but they were roughing each other up all the time. I'm not, I'm not joining in a verdict. You know, screwing this gal as crazy as she is. And there's stories of him having pretty wild behavior right. throughout his life that I think are relatively verified. 
And you got the testimony of him from yesterday saying, you know, I'd had enough, so I sat down and poured myself some glasses of vodka. Okay, so you're an admitted alcoholic, haven't drank in a very long time, and you decide to sit down and start drinking some vodka. I know as an alcoholic, I would think, okay, saddle up. Things are about to get crazy. I mean, that's what that's, that's, that's what I would hear from that. And, and anything she claims about him, his behavior after that is certainly possible. Well, and if crazy, crazy Amber Heard gets up on the stand and presuming she can resist the urge to, you know, re- recreate the act. Wow, wouldn't that be something if she pooped right there in the chair next to the That would be surprising. Judge? It's an odd strategy. Her but, lawyer um, would think that was a bad idea. But all she has to say is, yeah, one of the reasons I was so concerned about uh, Johnny's drinking was he would black out and have no memory of what he did. And one of the times he was blackout drunk, he slugged me a couple times and threw a cell phone at me. He has no idea because he's such a damn drunk. The, the trial is over. Well, there's the picture. I don't know if it shows up in this trial of him. You know, remember that passed out with the ice cream cone and everything like that? Yes, yes. And I just looked at that, actually. Not a particularly good look. Well, that doesn't prove no, anything. It does. well, that does, that, no, it doesn't. But if, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're being told this person is out of control and you see that picture, you think, yeah, it looks like somebody that gets out of control. It was sleepy time and he'd had enough ice cream. Why, why do you judge? Why are you like that? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm in the middle of my ice cream cone, I get I start to nod off. I get very tired. Well, and the other thing Mike the lawyer passed on was I still don't understand Taking a nap. I still don't understand why Fox News decided to run it. It's mm. almost as if CNN and Fox decided to switch market share. Yeah, I don't get that either. If you have any idea, text us 415295 KFTC because it's a train wreck. Because you can't look away from it. But MSNBC and CNN, the lefty crowd that usually likes celebrity stuff, doesn't want it? Well, uh, the question you ought to answer via text is why they've missed the uh, boat. Mm, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Plenty of more news to get to. Um, President Biden is going to make some live remarks on Ukraine at some point while we're on the air. I'm sure we'll have that, among other things. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Netflix says they're open to launching lower price streaming plans with ads. That's right, entertainment with commercials. It's an innovative new concept called television. Yeah, Netflix is losing money. You could tell it's having an effect on all of their shows. For instance, Emily in Paris is now uh, Emily in Pittsburgh. Oh. Still good. Wow. Yeah. Also, the, the crown is now the hat. <laughs> That's a pretty good point that had escaped me yesterday for some reason. Oh, so TV shows with commercials in them. Okay. Right. I've, yeah. um, a lower cost alternative. I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, president going to speak at some point and uh, talk about our commitment to Ukraine. So I don't know if he's got an announcement to make or what. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Just to give you an idea of some of the texts that we get. Uh, we mentioned the new pregnant man emoji that Apple has. Really? So that's part of the update. I mentioned the update yesterday. Ugh. So part of the update is that emoji. Fantastic. One use for the pregnant man emoji would be after you've had a big meal. Oh, man, I drank too much last night and ate an entire <laughs> Papa John's pizza. <laughs> So that's how it'll get used mostly, right? Because like there it. aren't that many pregnant trans men. All right. 
Uh, this is a two-word text, Amber Turd. Yeah, we don't need oh, that. Oh, wow. That's that. not helpful. I suppose, you think, child. I suppose you think you're clever, is what you think. Wow, that's just Amber Turd. That's terrible. Uh, no, Dr. Fauci did not say we should drop masks to the steel mill in Mariupol because the most important thing is that they socially distance. See, <laughs> wow, there's a fair amount of sarcasm that comes in on the text line. And we got this text. We were, we were talking earlier about um, what's your biggest issue? And then you said your biggest issue is your thumb hurts. And we, we often say, you know, everybody's biggest issue is whatever's going on in their own household. Now, maybe our job is to be a distraction from that or to give you some news that you don't have time to check on because you're busy with your life. But we got this text. My number one issue right now, a trial separation for my wife. I'm missing my six-year-old son more than anything, and I'm about 95% sure my marriage is over. Wow. Sound familiar? Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, that is a rough, 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 one more rough situation. Dude, I hope your marriage isn't over, but it is... Um, Expect to feel bad for a long time. That's what people told me, and they were right, and they're still right. Putting aside my thumb-slash-wrist issue, uh, a serious answer is unquestionably inflation, uh, supply chain interruptions, uh, shocks to the economy, which are all kind of of a, of a whole, of a piece, of a part. What do they say? Um, it's all interrelated, but yeah, the inflation is a brutal tax on everyone from, you know, rich to poor and most especially, you know, working class and poor families and, uh, and people on fixed incomes. It's, it's awful. Anybody who's like 50 plus and even contemplating retiring someday is looking at inflation saying, holy crap. God, I ate out, uh, just like a, a little, a little chicken joint on the street. You know, you just run in there and you grab a little quick meal. You know, you expect it to be cheap. And it was like upper twenties. It was like 30 bucks. And I thought, oh my God. It's just, but I, I, if you have this kind of inflation for them to be able to stay in business, obviously they have to raise, but everything is so much more expensive. It's just, it's shocking. Which, yeah. you know, leads you to, uh, I need to start saying, well, don't gra- don't run into a place to grab a quick meal. It's too expensive. Have a sandwich at home, which more people are going to do. Right. My kid just uh, got a new apartment, and, and her rent is just shocking for the place. Just terrible. Housing's awful. And I can, I can explain this very quickly. The U.S. housing market is probably going to stay pretty funky for a while because, as we all know, historically low interest rates, increased competition, the COVID thing, uh, a lack of building for a variety of reasons. There are low inventory and high demand, so housing prices skyrocketed. The rising interest rates will cool demand somewhat, but they're also thinking is going to crush supply because you got to live somewhere, right? And so most homes are owned with mortgages, obviously. People have to give up a 2% mortgage and move to a place with a 5% mortgage, resultant less house, etc. You can't really upsize unless you're uh, willing to uh, take on a much, much higher payment. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, we are... I won't mention who, but somebody uh, I know was uh, talking about how in a couple of weeks it went uh, an eight hundred dollar increase in what it was going to cost them to buy the same home eight hundred dollars a month. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, as you know, the difference between a three percent mortgage and a five percent mortgage is huge. 
Oh, and, and over time, it's even more enormous if you actually, you know, look at those charts that the bank's supposed to give you about how much interest you're going to pay over time. So, yeah, funky, funky, funky times going to continue for a while, probably, and in ways that are difficult to predict, too. I mean, I get her last name is Heard and it rhymes, but it's still not appropriate. Use the text line appropriately. It's 415-295-KFTC. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab it in podcast form at armstrongandgetty.com. The governor of Florida is taking on Disney, if you don't know this whole story. Stay tuned for the kickoff of Hour 2. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs. With flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.